<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I feel like the Zoom hangs are making a comeback. I hadn't done that. <laughs> in months I had yeah. Zoom fatigue it's know? nice I've been in and out of it I've ha- I have like a steady weekly uh Zoom that I do with Brian with like an old crew from Chicago which oh. is actually like the most I've seen of them in like years wow so okay. it's pretty awesome um other than that my family finally gets it like nobody's <laughs> awkward anymore like everybody like has a genuinely nice time and the flow is really nice um, although like we did zoom for my brother's birthday <laughs> a couple of weeks ago and I felt like I felt like ganged up on like old school, how your family just like oh. fucking gangs up on you. Oh, come on. Um, now. and I was like, they're talking about Christmas and they were like when because I used to sneak and look at Christmas presents like all the time. And I was like, hey, hey, hey. And all my friends, my whole family was like, Yeah, fuck you, Andy. Because <laughs> that's what they call me, you know, that's what happens. Oh, um, I loved learning that your nickname in your family is Andy. Oh, yeah. I, I'm just, Andy. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's a weird thing for people who don't know me as Andy to fi- to be like, oh, okay, all right. Oh, I, I got um, into it with your sister when we were all in Iceland together. And I'm like, right, Andy? And she was like, uh-uh, yeah. You don't get to. I know. She's but uh, Yeah, whatever. You're both bitches. Uh, so- That's right. I'm a Christmas bitch. <laughs> we'll get around to the fact that I'm a Christmas bitch. <laughs> All right, guys, welcome to Side Work Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Wallace. And I'm your other host, Brooke Van Poplin. And if you're just joining us, I'm family therapy balls deep in. No, I'm fine. I just had to be like, you guys, it was the thrill of the chase. Duh. And they were all like, oh, my God, she's she's a grown up. She's like, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not going to let you make fun of me again. Uh, (laughs) I, you know, I I don't know how y'all are doing. Like we're, you know, it, it's weird, but my family and extended family, we agreed to set some times to Zoom and just have a, have a glass of nog together. My brother has a almost five-year-old, and so we want to Zoom in and watch her open some presents and cute stuff like that. So if you can't be with your family, everybody, just just try and go that extra mile and make the call, do the FaceTime, do a Zoom. It's weird, but I'll tell you what, once you're on there for a few minutes, I'll shoot in the shit. Like it does, it 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 can feel almost normal, which is which has been nice. So I was I was in line uh to test today 
because as you know, we had another scare at my home. Uh, Brian got a positive test back from work that he took last week, but like we have zero symptoms. I tested and I am negative and he retested and he's negative, but we are still separated. And just to be safe, like we retested today. So yeah. And you've that's been co- a quick update on yeah. my world. <laughs> and I'm just looking at you both sitting in different rooms of your house. On this yeah. Zoom. Yeah. It's fine. I love and, it. And I love it. The fallout, <laughs> man. We figured out which of our friends are a little cray cray, which is all of us. But they range from because we saw you all. Um, I saw you, Andrea, when you would have potentially, you know, been exposed. Right. We, were, we, we did a little charity work together, distanced, masked. Yes. Outside the whole thing. But then, you know, it was a group of us who were all the most paranoid, you know, people. And it was funny when you had to tell everyone like, you know, the good old like I've got uh, gonorrhea, the gonorrhea dude, talk. weird, but you got to be like, hi, hey, guys, guys. bad news. And um, we, we got it all the way from like our friend with the babies. Like, I'm not worried to like yeah. another friend, another friend who was like, did Brian touch the toffee that you gave us? You know, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, It's a full range of emotion, which is warranted. It is, I, I, you know, it, it is valid. All those feelings are valid. It is just a fucking fucked up place. It's so in, in line getting tested today. And I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, what day is it? The 20, is it the 21st? Oh, I would probably be headed back to Nebraska. Like at this point. And I was like, what would I be doing on today of today? I was like, oh, I'd be in a fucking airport at Christmas all day. Wow. I am so glad I don't have to do that this year. Oh, yeah. Honestly, it's. It it's is legit. There's there there are little things, you know, there's there's ebbs and flows to the holidays, the stress, the this, the that. And I know it's like turned on its head this year in a completely different stressful way. But like not having to deal with an airport uh, during Christmas for me is is a gift enough. Totally good. I'm totally good with that. That doesn't cancel here. out any any of the horror show that's what's happening right now. It's just one thing to like keep me going through my day. You know what no, I mean? But but the <laughs> fact that we were discussing you know, that restaurants here in Los Angeles have now fought to have patios redesignated as public park space. Right. Which is right. like, OK, great. You know, I you know, I have complicated feelings all around, but I, I want I want the business owners to stay in business. It's just all the customers who come in and fucking chew with their goddamn gross COVID mouths open. <laughs> They're the ones getting each other sick. So, I mean, at the end of the day, great. Keep your restaurant afloat and let the customers kill kill each other. But the fact that the airport dine-in is, is back in business, baby. You can sit yeah. shoulder to shoulder, dine-in, maskless in LAX and yeah. airports. Uh, that is mind-blowing to me when i flew and i flew back in october like i was dining was happening then as well but it was just like there was the tables were distanced sure so it's it's like it's like you're when you cruise by and you know you've got your you got your suitcase and you're just walking as quickly as possible to get away from anybody coming at you it's a video game you just look to your right and you see people eating next to each other. And it's it's as if you're like rubbernecking, like rubbernecking like a, a bad car accident. Like, that's how I feel about it. I was just like, what happened? What? In Denver, when I was there, it was like people just had their masks off willy nilly, like eating wherever they wanted I, to. I hate it. It was I... mind blowing. Nope. I mean, airports gross me out pre-pandemic. Like, I have so many freaky rules, 
you know, just prior to this. And it was like, Brooke, you make sure you eat a a square meal before you even leave oh. to go to the airport and hydrate because yeah. you ain't pulling this shit off your face. And this is yeah. back yeah. in July. Yeah. I know. And I know we talked about I didn't get any like Denver like love at root down which is like where uh, i want to go <laughs> but here's the thing when you're on the plane and they're like no okay now is the time you can unmask and eat and drink which i did not do but i just was like it was like a real human centipede moment for me you know what i mean <laughs> where you're just like it's like you're just like you can't believe what you're seeing and you're like this is not going to be good and it's just like well the first person eats in the row but then everything just transfers to the back i'm just confused until it's shot out in the end that's the kind of feeling it gave me is when i saw human centipede i still think the uh the hot advice is you just wait to that point in the flight when people have guzzled their drink, had their snack, fell asleep watching a movie and are all masked up again. And then you just pull it down the tiniest bit and you quickly jam a crack in your mouth and right back up. But you have to wait. You have to wait till everyone else is masked yeah. back up. You, you know? know, what? I'm telling you, you don't have to hold it on a flight anymore because everybody's masked. You're fucking farts, man. Girl. You let those babies fly. I was, I was on a flight. I was on a flight, uh, overnight flight back from uh, Portland back to New York City back in the day. And I decided because my flight wasn't till 11 to get drunk with the other comedians, sure. you know, because we were still at a comedy festival. It's fun but while it's happening to get on that plane. So fun. <laughs> I'd been chugging some beers and ate some mini corn dogs. Oh, and yeah. I yeah. farted a girl next to me awake. She had been <laughs> sleeping and I had been squeaking them out. And I was like, I think, and I got like a little brazen and really let one go. And she like looked first, like she was having a nightmare, you know? And then she woke up and was like, oh, oh God, what's happening? And then I pretended to be asleep. So, oh, my, I really wish that when she'd have woken up, you would have just been staring her dead in the eye. <laughs> Real quick, um, I want to remind everyone to please, 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 if there's any little gift you would love to give <gasps> your beloved hosts, Brooke and or Andrea. Yeah, that's it, us. That's us. That's us. Um, honestly, even if you don't listen to us through Apple Podcasts, you can easily go to their site. You can find us. It's really, really helpful for our podcast if you subscribe to us there, even if you use other devices to listen. Please Rate us. Smash yeah. that five-star button. The gift of rating and reviewing. Yep. And and send us some love. Give us some yeah. love and a review. It, yeah, it's really like an anti-Yelp review. You know what I mean? The and it is it is a non-Karen move to go do this. <laughs> I'm just saying there people I know who have a show that's two week old two weeks old. We are two years old, and they mm -hmm. already have like seven hundred reviews and subscribers and all this shit. And so this is something that you, our listeners and our fans, we don't ask a lot. We don't like to hit you over the head with this shit, but I'm also recognizing the podcasts <laughs> that do do this. We also do need it. We need we it. We do need it. We need it. So please, thank you. Sorry about that. Um, our merch. Hey, it's not going to make it in time. It's Christmas right now. Okay. You blew it, guys. Uh, no, but it's available <laughs> year round. We're working on an online store. But in the meantime, you can tell us what you want. Yeah. Uh, Sideworkpod at gmail.com or even DM us. We've got a PayPal set up. It's legit. It, you know, it's not a Craigslist situation that we're dealing with. <laughs> it could be. 
You know, we could if you want to go old school. We could go Facebook Marketplace if you we guys totally want to get could. your t-shirts that way. Um, and uh, and join the Patreon. Andrea mm-hmm. and I are starting to have like such a groove, having so much fun doing our live episodes. And they're a blast to do. And I think you guys would really enjoy that and all the new exciting stuff. Hopefully coming up with a even more... Um, creative 2021 you know yeah yeah so. there's fun tiers there's if you don't even if you don't want extra stuff but you want to support us there's a level for that guys just so you know help us pay <laughs> the bills so um and so we've got two new patreon joiners since last week so i want to shout out samantha close and kessa albright thank you guys thank you now we can do headlines uh, okay Okay, so this is a story that starts out horrible because it is, but comes full circle to a really nice, heartwarming, just in time for the holidays. And so in Atlanta, uh, a young woman was sitting in a drive through line and her name is Feroza Syed and basically could not believe what she saw in front of her. She saw a customer who was at the window getting his food take his soft drink and throw it in the window at the cashier because he didn't want because he didn't want ice in his drink oh that's like because that's what you do that's that's the normal reaction right andrea that's what you do no so that guy clearly sucks and um but then he he blew out of there and um when syed pulled up the woman the cashier her name was brianna she was soaked and crying as you would be and she also happened to be six months pregnant so that's just a like pregnant or not like someone throwing a fucking drink at you is I will say on the one end, it feels great if you're in a bar and someone's yeah, being a dick. It's true. It's true. <laughs> this is, I know we like not just that. talked about this in a different way, but like, but, but no, this is zero uncool at all. Okay. No, it's, it's just beyond disrespectful. It's, it's dehumanizing. Basically what we always talk about us who do these really hard jobs, who are just objects, who bring you your things, you know, cause you're just a piece of shit consumer. So for, um, uh, Feroza, she tipped her $20, expressed her outrage at the guy's behavior uh, and was like, I will contact the police for you, blah, blah, blah. And she was just like enraged on behalf of Brianna. Um, so she posted about it on her Facebook page, found out Brianna's full name, address and everything. And everyone was like losing their mind over this injustice on Facebook. Um she was like, let's raise some funds. If you got $1, $5, anything like that, you know, send it to my cash app, Venmo. People were writing shit. And this makes me so happy because this is what we talk about. People yeah. were sending money going, I used to work retail. Exactly. This, this story has me shaking mad. Like one woman yep. replied on the post, yeah, you know, fucking understand, understand. Yeah. Good God. So Feroza got connected with Brianna and she showed up at her house and says, I have a surprise for you. I really want to give to you um, in person. So she got her address, blah, 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 blah. She handed Brianna an envelope, opened it. And Brianna says, there's nothing I could do but cry because I was not expecting that. And there were $1,700 in donations from people who saw what happened to Brianna and you know, and it was all at that $5, $1 level, but people that's going a, like, a lot of people this. contributing. Yeah, that's it amazing. really is. It really is. And um, I, I this just makes me so, so happy. These two women have also formed 
I think a bond and a friendship, which is really gorgeous, you know, strangers looking out for each other. But um, it's it's what you do when you believe in doing the right thing. And right now, taking care of our tipped uh, workers and service industry people. And like I was screaming about the, you know, the Target employees. I'm like, I want to go get a bunch of twenty dollar just $20 bills and go back in the parking lot and like give them all just little holiday cards and gifts with 20 bucks in them to just be like, I'm sorry, everyone's been screaming at you for, you know, eight days because they yeah, think you're no. a fucking Amazon Absolutely. drone. I've never been nicer. Not that I, I was always the nicest, but now I'm just like, hi, you're the best person in the world. It's like what I, anybody I interact with that's like doing a job that's putting them in harm's way. That's just how everybody should be. Right, right. And I, and I saw this, you know, we saw this uh, story on CNN and I'm, you know, using that as my resource. And I love this last part. And this is Feroza was quoted as saying this. She says, when we talk about how to give back to our essential workers who put their lives on the line, feeding, housing, shopping, and providing health care for us, remember that anyone can do what I did. So we all, we all can do that for each other. Absolutely. And don't you love what our friend Julia wrote too, that she's like, it warms my heart to see that the brokest people right now are the most generous and kind and still yeah. find a way to well, share yeah. their last I mean, $5 while the richest are getting richer and ignoring us and leaving us. That's drowning. because they're, they're, they're broke. Like they're broken of emotion and they, they don't live in our world. They don't fucking under like, and even if they did at one point, I don't even know. It's like, I think you're at a certain level where it's like, when you can't like recognize a struggle and like something you have felt in your life and you're so like removed from that, that's that's when shit gets dark. That's when you are a you become person, a, I think. You mm-hmm. become a dark fart of a soul, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's just you're yeah, yeah. We get dehumanized, but the truth is people who behave like that are the ones who are most inhuman. Yeah, it's true. That's a that's a fucking That is words well spoken, girlfriend. All right. right Okay. Next story. (laughs) This guy's amazing. This is so fucking good. Okay. So we actually, I think we have to like read this article from Newsweek, like word for word. So basically a new COVID side effect is uh, bad reviews for scented candles. Holy (laughs) shit. One of the most widely known side effects of COVID, as we all know, is the loss of smell and taste to those infected. Yet despite this well-documented fact, some who test positive still leave bad bad reviews online for scented candles. Their principal complaint, they can't smell them. Jesus Christ. (laughs) After someone named Terry Nelson noted that the trend on Twitter, uh, another person shared a link from Yankee Candles online shop. For the sparkling cinnamon fragrance. The link was from a one-star review where the purchaser under the headline uh, said it's a waste of money. I purchased three of these. What a waste. There's virtually no scent of all of these. <laughs> if I wasn't confined to my home because of COVID, I would return them for sure. <laughs> I fucking can't with this, I Brooke. I cannot. It is a... Uh amazing it was like when we were ragging on the people who were having like shit fits about their meals you know like maskless indoor diners who were just like this food doesn't taste like anything and it's like i can't taste it you got covid dude bring bring me something i can taste 
You're going to need to wait two weeks, you freak. Oh, my God. Well, a Yankee Candle representative replied with a courteous note, assuring the buyer that the company would be happy to exchange the order because they have a 100% happiness guarantee. Other customers pointed out the obvious. Uh, it may not be the candle lacking scent, but rather the infected person's inability to smell it, do you think? As one person replied to the review on the Yankee Candle site, uh, has it occurred to you that you might not be able to smell because you have COVID? <laughs> It's like no good things. Oh my god! So (laughs) I this is insane. It's just this is our world. This is the insanity we live in. Nothing makes sense. So I told you that I read uh, a study where people who who are infected, when their smell starts to come back, like their olfactory gets totally brain scrambled. And like things that you used to think smelled amazing now smell like rotting meat, like taste terrible. So I'm just like waiting for someone to leave a review and be like, I got the sparkling cinnamon candle and I think it was the rotten chicken scent because it (laughs) smells like rotten meat, like zero stars, (laughs) zero stars. And while I sympathize with these people, I just am like, are you not? Are you not fucking reading everything about COVID if you have COVID? What are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? And it it it, it clearly goes to show these people have no taste either. Oh, oh slam. <laughs> slam, slamming it down. Oh, it's Bed Bath & Beyond me that these people would uh, even... <laughs> that's just where... That's the only place I know where to buy Yankee candles. And that's why I made that joke. <laughs> That I, I mean, didn't you, I mean, who the fuck goes into a Yankee candle store? Who could work there? You would have a migraine within five minutes of I your shift every I would, day. I would die. I would probably oh. be, I would, I would probably wither into a fucking like, yeah, it would be way too much for me. It's a lot. Those candles are a lot. I'm, tr- I'm trying, I'm trying to get my mom off the Yankee candle tip. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, <laughs> stop. Start sending her some butter, some locally made shit, you know, and hot tip, everybody. Um, It's not really good for you to inhale candles like that. You should be trying to inhale soy blended. um, Yeah. Coconut is really nice. You just need a clean wax. A beeswax is really good if you have sinus issues. It's really good for your lungs, your whole respiratory system. Um, But anything that's like paraffin, garbage wax, it's just toxins that you are then inhaling into your body. So Um, this has been a hot tip with Brooke and Andrea. Yep. Nothing. Okay, let's get into some server submitted stories. Um. Okay. So, wow. We asked Wisconsin, and Wisconsin responded in defense of the cannibal sandwich. So uh, we got this email. I love it. I really was so, so pleased to learn that people are eating these, um, but not this year. Okay. So speaking as a longtime Wisconsinite and resident of Milwaukee, I can't speak highly enough of these cannibal sandwiches. A small slice of rye bread, some ground beef, raw onions, and a dash of freshly grated black pepper is a lovely snack while the main course cooks. God. That said, a majority of people know you don't just grab any old container from the pick and save. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry that we treated you. Nah. I think so we had, poorly. I mean, how can you not push that story a little further? You know, yeah, ex- for the entertainment exactly. purpose of it all. Okay. He said, um, okay. 
everyone I talk to has a special deli or butcher that they keep in contact with around this time of year. Okay, got it. So they're like, when are you getting the good stuff, Sal? I'm going to swing by to make a cannibal sandwich. She says, I definitely won't be partaking in it this year, but maybe if the plague is subdued by next year, I'll be able to enjoy this dish again. Godspeed and good tips, you wonderful podcast hosts. Paul. Oh, um, fucking great. You know what? I I will eat a cannibal sandwich and I, I because I will do it right. I love a tartare. I fucking love steak tartare. Um yeah. so I'm ready. And Wisconsin, we all know fucking sausage beauty. Of course they're having beautifully sourced meat for the most part. You know what I mean? They know what they're doing. All but it's right. still it's still a hilarious tradition. But to I poke. mean poke fun at can you blame like the the picture that cnn put up there looked like a pick and save ground round anyways i was just like if people with covid eat a cannibal sandwich and then it goes awry is that when zombies happen is that what happens no andrea it goes on rye is what Uh, paul said Oh my god. This is turning out to be the punniest fucking episode we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Paul, thank you so much for setting us straight. I'm gonna eat one of those fuckers when we when we can finally tour and we hit Milwaukee. I'll down one with you. <laughs> All right, guys, next story. Hi, ladies. Been listening to the podcast for a month and a half now, and I'm finally caught up to live new episodes. Holy shit. That's that's, that's amazing work. That's, that's a lot listening. of episodes. <laughs> I heard your trailer listening. I heard your trailer listening to last podcast and a few times on page seven. So I decided to give a listen and I give it a listen. The advertising did. does work. It does. Uh, I've only ever been a busboy. I went directly into line cooking and eventually into baking desserts on Mondays when we were closed. I worked at Dixie Quicks here in Omaha, Nebraska for a long time. Oh, my God. I truly miss my Dixie family. And some of my best times of my life were spent with those good old in the in those good old days. Uh, If I'd only known that those were the good old days. (laughs) Oh, no. I have a story from when I was working part-time as a cashier at Walgreens over nine years ago. I worked at the one in Vinton Square. Andrea might know where. I do, actually. And I was working Christmas Eve evening shift. I rang up this lady who had purchased over $400 in gift cards and kids' toys. She looked at me solemnly and said, I'm sorry you have to work today, and nodded her head in disapproval. To which I nonchalantly replied, no, you're not, and (laughs) smiled. (laughs) She looked bewildered and exclaimed, I most certainly am. And I, being a young gay adolescent, took the rare opportunity to check this lady's privilege. Well, you wouldn't be here shopping for last minute Christmas gifts for people you don't actually give a shit about for the rest of the year if you felt any sympathy. No, it's for yourself and the idea that you have to buy these gifts. Have a good night. Bam. Salty. She snatched her receipt from my hand and said, you're getting a big fat zero on this survey and I'm never shopping here again. (laughs) She stormed out to her car that was parked in a handicapped spot without a permit and Louisiana plates. Holla. Love the podcast. So glad you joined up with Lost Podcast Network. And if I may, here's a tip. If you're taking online classes for the first time in this quarantine, email the instructor and ask for the syllabus. Your college bookstore doesn't always know what you need, and you won't end up like me finding out a week into class that, yes, there is a textbook. Whoops. Uh, Hugs and kisses, Jose. Oh, my God. Okay, Dixie Quicks, two fucking words, yeah, Brooke. I'm I'm so curious. What the oatmeal, hell is that? I, oatmeal ice cream. 
oatmeal oh. ice cream. Ooh. Okay. So Dixie Quicks was in, I think, like 30 years around. And I actually, I just fucking looked it up. And Renee and Rob, who were this awesome couple, Renee like grew up working in his family's um, restaurants like in Omaha. And then like him and Rob like met and like lived in New York together for years and then came back to Omaha and then like opened Dixie Quicks in 96. I think I went for the first time in like 99. It was this tiny little restaurant. It's like... It, it it was like a fucking B-52 song on the inside of it. They had just like retro, like those huge like globes, like retro globes were like hanging everywhere. And like they did brunch primarily, but they would open up for dinner and do like prefix menus. And I was I was fucking like 19 years old and I had like never had anything like that. But yeah, for br- I, I had chili chilaquiles for the first time Ooh, there in my whole life. See, yep. um, I would never forget the first place I've had chilaquiles, you know? But oatmeal ice cream is like, was just this staple that they had. And it was like, it's exactly what you think it is. It was basically like brulee oatmeal and then a huge scoop of vanilla ice cream on top of it. Like, who doesn't want to fucking gobble that up in, for brunch? Um, so really fond memories with that, Jose. So like, thank you for, for, for bringing that back up. They since moved to council bluffs and have like a hot new spot, but like that original location was like, uh, just like beautiful, beautiful memories for me. Oh, so, yeah. My, um, yeah. my heart is warm for I you. Know. That's also, great. yeah, that lady's not fucking sorry. And we're going to get into like this talk today. Yeah, by the way. we will. So this is a good premise for this. But also thank you so much for sharing your retail story as well. As always, guys, thank you so much for sending those server submitted stories our way. If you have any awesome stories, holidays related or what have you, retail reflections, words of wisdom, hot tips, send them our way at sideworkpod at gmail.com, won't you? Won't you? Won't you? Sir, may I please have some pudding in my stocking cap? Wait, what? I the don't know. What that did you is, just say? Is that what orphans ask for um, on no. Christmas Eve? Okay. Well, no, but I just think that's a weird place to have pudding is in your stocking cap. It's fucking crazy. But but whatever. This year is crazy. Anyway. <laughs> All right, so let's get in, shall we? Let's do it. Today's topic, Um, you know, we have tackled the broad strokes of what it's like working during the holidays, Brooke, but we've never actually discussed, like, specifically to the point where we're dizzy, um, what it's like to work, like, actual Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. We've never done that. Yeah, and I absolutely have done many of these as a Mm -hmm. retail employee and definitely as a service industry individual. Yeah. So, I mean, I have absolutely done it. You've done it. I don't know. I'm not having a memory of us working any Christmas together. No, no, no. Not a bad dog. I mean, I typically always go home for Christmas. So like Chicago specifically, I never worked actual Christmas. Um, In Omaha, I, I worked a lot of Christmas Eve's. Mm-hmm. specifically um but i have also gone out to eat on christmas like one time um so i certainly know the vibe and i certainly know the fucking etiquette and i know plenty of people who that's what they do they're just like well i work on christmas as, as someone who has worked on thanksgiving mm-hmm. same feels you know yes. what i mean um and number one it's all about the motherfucking benjamins hello it why it is and why i else would you <laughs> I know. And I, I think the difference is like 
it used to be so much more heartbreaking for me as a retail employee because you're just still getting your base salary. That's it. You're just getting screwed and making next to, uh, you know, nothing to miss miss the holidays. This is the day as a server to make a lot of money. I can't. I believe, especially if your restaurant is a destination for people who don't like cooking. I found that out. See, like, now my family is not that way. I'm really sheltered. We're very traditional, very Midwestern. But, you know, thanks to the multitude of one year relationships I've had as an adult, uh, where they loved me enough to invite me to spend holidays with their family, but then quickly broke up with me afterwards, um, I've experienced an array of different styles of Christmas. And last year, for both Thanksgiving and Christmas, we went to like crazy-ass swanky clubs oh. for dinner. Both like steakhouses? Like really nice, like... Like really, really, like, yeah, like legit, like, you know, and each family kind of paid the tab for their family, but it was like, a tw- you know, a 20 of us all at a big table being served, like right. in a room... And- but these are the kind of establishments that like could they do Christmas like oh that's yes they their do thing. no like, it was we had our two hour slot and then they had to turn it over for the all the yep, all the other parties and I have to say in some ways I was like God this is great because I am usually an, an entertainer and in charge of the food and after a certain point <laughs> you're like fuck this shit I'm not cooking this meal because yeah. we we just saw that SNL sketch oh my god Christmas morning and I got a robe I <laughs> I love that it's your favorite thing I love it's, it makes- I can't stop laughing at it <laughs> but you're right it does it does save you the hassle of of cooking so much and maybe even it saves you fucking money because you don't have to go get like 47 different ingredients to make one dish which is real as as someone who likes to tackle uh insane recipes i know for, i was gonna say what are, you, what are you doing like a 23 ingredient mole what are uh i, I mean my <laughs> sister and i it's not really happening this year but my sister and i have been known to like fucking go bonkers nice and, and, you know which is good but look, if you're working on Christmas, also milk the goddamn sympathy points. Like Absolutely. people are going to say to you, like Jose, like the woman said to Jose, oh my God, why are you? I'm so sorry you have to work here of all the days. It's, and, and that's going to be something you'll hear on repeat over and, and over and over again. Because I think people just are just like, don't know. And then, you know, you don't need to say back to them, you know, well, why are you here? But it could be funny <laughs> to do that. You know, it could be. And I feel like if I would be like, well, what are you doing here? You know, then it'd be like, oh, she's the best server we've ever had yeah yeah but that's a very it's like you do not need to let them know that you make bank don't say that just be like i just you know i hope to see my family maybe later tonight before they go to bed you know that's all you have to say and they don't need to know that like you are ringing some big ass bills because you know there's always that uncle who drinks too much he's getting the fucking highballs and you know oh yeah not to mention like this is to to people who have christmas off um which is the majority um you know the the nine to fivers the paid vacay the 401kers that is this is not a normalized thing for them to have to work on christmas so like that's where this like oh, i feel so sorry for you attitude is coming from you know yes. what i mean yeah 
Um, a lot of people got to work at all different hours all the all the time. I mean, I have worked one weekend day uh, for like the past 15 years straight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just and in the service industry, like we're all used to working whenever. But it is interesting that like it's still like people who are like nine to fivers just can't wrap their head around it to me. Right. It's like you don't get it. It's the ecosystem that we've built when you when you, uh, you know, clock punchers have your little two days to yourself and then you want to spend your leisure time spending money, that's when we make money. Hell yeah, me. That's when we make the money we off are, the custies. We're there to provide for the for the those those people, I will say. Yes. Um, but you know, choosing to work on Christmas could pay potentially for that motherfucking plane ticket to Hawaii that you're gonna go take your trip post Christmas because it's going to be less expensive and there's going to be a January slump. Anyhow, so right? it's all going to work out in your favor is what we're saying. It is. I, I I really think there can be benefits to especially it's like the minute I saw that, you know, because for me too, like after it got to a point where going to see my family it was always from then on going to involve a flight, it got a lot easier for me to just be like, I can't this year you know, um, I'll do this holiday with you instead, or I'll be sure to, you know, when the flights are cheaper. Cause like, can we all stop for a minute to talk about how much goddamn money it is to get on a plane over Christmas anyways? Oh yeah. It's a lot of money. I do it every year and then I have to buy presents for everybody too. Yeah. It's, it's, (laughs) it's a lot, you know? And so a lot of it came into like, yeah, uh, I can maybe get ahead financially and then go see everyone, during that, you know, my 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 big move, my baller move is kind of trying to travel in that area between like the day after Christmas to like the 26th to the 30th is when I can try and see people. But then you want to get back in town so you can also work New Year's Eve. Don't be a fool. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, for sure. I, that's why I'm just like the vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's a different kind of feel, too. So it is. Like, well, let's like let's run down the types of okay. establishments that like do stay open, of course, uh, for Christmas. So there's obviously your upscale neighborhood joints, right? Like the mm-hmm. nicer, the 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 dining club that like you went to, Brooke. That was like a it was a country club that we were at that just had a beautiful, you know, dining room with vistas that looked out over Santa Cruz and the water and all those Ooh. crazy ass like tall trees from the Lost Boys. Anyways, um, you know, but you've got your fast food. Those mm-hmm. those don't go down. You know, mm-hmm. they stay open for us. Yeah. You got your diners, your Denny's, your your 24 hour like breakfast all day spots. Absolutely. You got your baristas, your coffee shops, you know, especially if you're corporate, you don't really get special hours for that. Um, you know, chain restaurants, they don't go down. Oh, a multitude of chain restaurants, you know, uh, just <laughs> there's whole lists out there that run the gamut. You know, your village inns are open, your Dunkin' Donuts, your donkeys is open. Domino's is open. I think I could keep going. I think these are now in alphabetical order. But yeah, you know, I I think that there's a full array of places that still stay open. And I feel like it's trending more all all the time, pandemic or not. Although we will get into this a little bit later, you know, a lot of places are um, purposely staying open this year to make ends meet. Absolutely. And and that makes all the sense. Um, And 
you know, let's not let's not forget our other first responders, uh, grocery stores. Yes. You know, they're open. Usually they'll have a cutoff um, at some point, you know, like we're open till 4 p.m. on Christmas Day, right. which I've always appreciated that because like get your fucking act together if you're cooking, you know, yeah. <laughs> totally. It's true. But like, again, this is this is, again, like a, a total like Christmas like Eve cooking thing in my family that we're like, wait, I thought you got this ingredient. No, you didn't put it in the cart. And then like oh, yeah. Brian gets sent to the grocery store, yep. maybe uh, up to three times to get uh, <laughs> things that have been forgotten about because our brains don't work well enough to be like, Oh, get this and this and this. So we have to send them all on um, separate trips. Whatever. I know, They're just sitting guys- on their ass drinking anyway while we cook. Right. Go to the store, you know, or but but be thankful that all your chain fast food places are open, because if Brian says, hell no, I'm not going to get that ingredient. You know, you ruin Christmas dinner. (laughs) He goes out and gets a crave case for everybody from White Castle. He's like, I'll be drinking huge margaritas at Chili's if you need me. (laughs) And seriously, that sounds so fun. (laughs) I know, dude. Right. so fucking nostalgic for pay like for for like being a patron at restaurants during christmas like the decorations of your favorite places i'm really having a nostalgic moment right now yeah it's anyway any i've had a few i've had a few there's been a lot of crying the last few days uh, and but it's it's okay we've all lost a lot and um it's okay to express this sadness i at the end of the day you know we've you and I are really good at reminding ourselves um, and each other that we've got a lot to be grateful for, but that doesn't mean you can't be sad about the crazy shit no. that has happened. Absolutely. You know, it's perfectly allow, healthy. Allow space for it. Yeah. Um. Okay. So what's like the vibe? Let's talk about the vibe of it. Is, of okay. What it is when you work on Christmas day, like why does it like why, even though you know the restaurant like inside and out, why does it totally seem totally different on Christmas day? It's, so it's always a slightly thinner staff, depending, you know, it's the people who are like, we got this, we're a team, we know our reservations, there are going to be seatings. That's how it always was when I worked at James, where we would do um, tight crew, tight crew, tight crew. And it feels, yeah, there's almost a a calm because, because like we're going to discuss it's if you're smart, it's a prefix. Um, And so that food is prepped already. The kitchen is like so proud of themselves that they're not going to be in the weeds. Instead, they're already in control. Totally. You know, things real tight on reservations, you know, like you got it on lock. And I feel like there's like a feeling where on Christmas too, like I make sure that I'm kind of on my best as a server because it's good money. And I I want to have a good time with families choosing to come in and eat at our restaurant. There's a little extra, a little extra pep in your step. Oh, I look nicer because we were allowed to wear what we, we always were supposed to look nice, but I would go the route of like, I'm going to put on a a nice dress. Cute cocktail attire. That's totally. I love that. And it, and we had, Oh God, our, our, the owner, Deb, she just, always had the classiest best playlists and it it felt warm and beautiful in in that spot in brooklyn and if it was snowing on christmas out on a brooklyn street through the windows it can be yeah it can be very magical 
It is. And that's right. Like even the smell is different on Christmas day. Like, any well, because other day, what we're just, cooking, you know? Yeah, well, and I think it's more, it's, it's just like the, the magic in the air, the feel in the air, at least like that, that's what, you know, you're raised to believe. But like, I do think that like Christmas just has like a, the, the feel of the day is like pretty wondrous generally. Um, but yeah, like you said, like, give me, give me prefix or give me death is what I wrote <laughs> yes. down. Yes. And I know this does not apply to everywhere. I know that, but like, I think we can all agree that like limiting the menu on days like this is going to be in your favor. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, we, we have sympathy if they just let the whole rent, the whole menu run wild, run amok. It's well, not. That, and I'm sure that, I mean, that is happening at the chain restaurants. That's of happening course. at the diners. That's totally. Like people are getting their fucking asses asses handed to them. You know that there's like people working doubles at diners. And that shit don't quit. That shit don't you know? quit. You know, that shit don't quit. I feel like it's really worth noting too that like when you already know, like because the way it runs is especially at James for the holidays. I mean, we were booked like two months out. Oh, like sure. people the had their do. spots. We we had to, um you have to we would get a deposit from them. Um, because it was a big deal, you know, because we're like, there are seatings like we have no wiggle room as it got closer to the holidays. We would be like, we could do a two top for like the 6 p.m. seating. And, and you know, ba- the bar was open for two tops or single diners or whatever. But our our tables were taken. And so people were showing up on time, dressed really nice, also in a festive mood. And unless you are coming with your completely dysfunctional family, they're really was like they were easy they were buying the best stuff and they were in a great mood totally and I think it's like the kind of day where like everybody's more forgiving all around because you know don't be a Christmas bitch you don't be a Christmas bitch don't green shit out don't be a Grinch bitch but like I you know we went out to eat last year on Christmas Eve and was was everybody running behind I you bet they were. <laughs> did we wait a little longer for our table? Totally. Did we like, was I just sipping on boybin the whole time and tipping the shit out of the bartender who gives a fuck it's Christmas? 100%. You know, yep. it's all good. That's just get a cocktail in a hand. Everybody is fine. You know, if, if you've got that one family member with hypoglycemia, bring a fucking snack for them so they don't <laughs> fucking freak so, out. You put know? some fudge in your purse, Aunt Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> that is not the first or last time I'll be telling that bitch to put fudge in her purse. And I don't mean different things every time I say that. Go um, get one of those like y- you need to keep on hand one of those squeezable apple sauces for children. <laughs> Okay, if you know you're going to turn into a real Christmas bitch. Oh, my God. A thick juice box. That's what I call those. Yeah. Uh, They're delightful. You know, I'm not going to lie. Oh, I'm starving. Being closed for a whole private party is a thing, too. You Absolutely. Know, like one place, person, one party runs out the whole goddamn place. And that's really fun into itself, too. I feel like, as we all know, like, for the most part, working private parties can be a little bit more lax because everything is terribly organized and everything comes in waves but then it's like you're really busy then you're not busy at all then you're really busy then you're not busy you're you're slammed right when they get there because you're gonna do the bar drink orders but then Mm -hmm. once everyone settles into the part where the bottles of wine start to come and the courses there's just not a ton of girl you got you got an autograph buffet shit oh yeah that's where it's at and these and these 
And these meals, you, there's autograd on it, which is like if your restaurant is looking out for you, kind of being like, hey, we don't usually do this, but we're working Christmas for you. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be an autograd on here of 18%, and people usually do 20 and above. Totally. And, and uh, yeah, or a tip on top of that, like, yep. you know, like here's your autograd, and then like I throw a couple extra hundies in there. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like this is, this is, I mean, why wouldn't you? Why fucking wouldn't you? Why don't be a fucking Scrooge? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, throw it down or a Bezos, whatever, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ah, Here's some fun perks, though, right? Like about working is that like, I feel like there's a beautiful shared meal by the staff. Typically, like I feel like oh. the kitchen really takes the opportunity to throw down. Maybe the chef is working. Maybe the manager is working and like they really take care of the day for everybody. Absolutely. Your family meal is hopefully going to be a little more festive than the usual drumsticks and iceberg (laughs) lettuce salad that this one insane sous chef, he treated us. We were like, what is this guy's problem with us? Yeah. I totally know what you mean. You're like, really? Like, would you eat this? Would you eat that? I don't. He was such a dick. Anyways. Um, And okay, so one of those perks too that I really remember as well is like there's always leftovers after the meal service has been completed. And so I would be able to take home like two servings of the amazing food we made for everybody and and treat myself to a beautiful late night dinner at home or something really great to heat up, you know, the following yeah, maybe day. Maybe you get tossed a bottle of wine to take home with you. Oh you yeah. Know? No, our Which, we we totally got a nice bottle of wine and a beautiful card from our um, you know. I love Deb. We gotta get Deb on the podcast. Oh yeah. And just having six sitting down and having like some yummy booze with like mm-hmm. the staff after like everybody coming together. Oh um, we were fully we were allowed to have more than one on holidays. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, just like the nod to yourself that you are a fucking awesome person for providing a, a second home, if you will, or the comfort of a home and, and a holiday to, to people who come into your establishment on Christmas. Like, you're, absolutely. You're, you rule. You guys rule if this is what you're doing. Yep. We salute you. Absolutely. I think this was such a fun, nostalgic topic. Like, I'm really glad we we jumped into this. And I could, I feel like I could keep fucking talking about it, but I won't because I, nobody wants to hear me talk forever. But that, uh, I don't know. Jose said he binged a uh, hundred plus episodes in a month and a half. So he <laughs> clearly is okay hearing you talk forever. Um, but you know, what I really want to get at and we talked about before is that, and we, we all know, and we talk about this time and time again, that there are so many restaurants out there that are struggling, that need your help. And this year again is upside down. So, you know, this is your year to get the pass to go out to eat for Christmas. If you find out, if you think it's something that like you shouldn't do, like this is the year that you actually well should do it. I, I don't think they can go out but well, you I can to go to, what i to mean go. is to go okay. go pick it up bring it like, home don't correct like, don't so it's kind to- of like a thanksgiving 2.0 but like no turkey now it's like fun more fancy fun christmas the food menus. food i prefer anyways oh hands down it's being beautifully thought out curated meals like brooke was saying before it's like why would i cook when i can get this like Package to go. You just heat it up. You don't have to fucking cook. And then that's it. And then you're supporting like a local restaurant, you know? So um, 
all yeah. the eaters, all, every, if you look at every eater, if you were in a bigger city, a smaller city, and you have an eater in your favor, um, they all have giant lists of like all the restaurants that will be open and, uh, you know, ready to cater to your holiday. I, yeah, I, I have to be honest. Sean loves cooking and is great and everything. But like it took us so goddamn long to make Thanksgiving dinner here a month ago. And oh, sure. I don't want I'm like not to we, mention it's scaled down. Like everybody's really, holidays are scaled down to smaller right, amounts of it's people. Just, two of us, man, you know? And so I really do. I am going to talk it through with him. Like we could make something really nice on Christmas Eve, but Christmas day, I want my money to go to a, a restaurant and for us to pick totally. up something delicious. Yeah. We're going to do something fun for dinner. And I really think like New Year's Eve is going to be a little bit more like going out to the restaurants and like having that for us here, but we'll just, uh, wow. Oh gosh. Oh goodness. I know. Well, it's crazy. Um, this is my first Christmas in full on captivity, as it is all of ours. <laughs> <laughs> I just had that one year when I was five that my parents sent me away. I was, oh. I was, I was a handful. I was Christmas in a cage, is what I called that year. No, that's not real. Can oh you imagine God. though? They were, they were like, like, well, turns out she was part wolf and we had to just deprogram her when she was five. And she probably doesn't remember. But well, you, you know. did tell me that your mom said you were s- such an angel baby. And then you literally turned to and turned into a nightmare child. Yeah. And you would what, Andrea, if you got sent to your room? Uh, I got what? sent to my room. I would kick my screen out because we lived in a, you know, it was like a ranch. A one, Yeah. Ranch with a basement. Yeah. I would kick my screen out and run amok in the neighborhood. And I like my parents would like, I mean, it had to be this scene where they thought I was napping and in trouble and they came out and there's just like, uh, like a fucking, like a curtain billowing, you know, like I, like I was the fucking, uh, fucking I've been kidnapped. Long gone. Andrea, the screen kicker. Bye. Later. Like, then it'd be like, my mom would be like, I'd be freaking out. And then you just like wander home and be like, hi, what's ready? What's going on? (laughs) Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I had fangs at that point. I mean, I imagine. Yep. You were a feral, feral child. <laughs> hey everyone listeners I, we wish you the best know that we're here for you um especially if you know times get a little sad we can't see all the people we want to see you know we might know people who are full-on sick right now and then going through really really hard times so just know that we're getting closer to this nightmare, you know, coming to an end at some point in the next six to eight months. Jesus Christ. Yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah. but it's hopeful. It's hopeful. It's good. And just really try to make the most out of what you do have and make a new tradition this year. Um, because that's all we can do. We don't have a choice. If you just focus on what you don't have at the moment and the things you're not going to be able to do, it's just going to make it feel even worse. So just know you're loved. Know we love you. It has been an absolute privilege to spend the better half of 2020 in a quarantine with you all. Oh my God. I can't believe we've been doing it like this for so long. I don't even know what it's going to be like when we go back to like IRL, I'll be like, yeah. I don't know what it like to touch Brooke anymore. No, what I is know. Brooke? We've gotten good at zooming with each other, though. You know, um, it's way more fun in person. I'm not gonna lie, but we're doing great on Zoom. Yeah, I'm just ready for us to have some like real nail moments. You know, just like 
got to learn how to talk again. <laughs> I know. I know. But um, happy holidays. Whatever yeah. you celebrate, be safe. Take care of yourself. Do whatever makes you feel good. Yeah, um, I've been saying stay safe and drink too much is what I've been saying to people. <laughs> well, I'm podcasting with a hangover today. So, there you, you know. Go. Because we had fun on a Zoom call last night. It's Andrea. True. Andy. Zoom cocks. Um, oh, what that means. That's what it means when I <laughs> that's what it means when I zoom and drink. I call it oh, Zoom cocks. Zoom cocks. <laughs> well, good lord. Um, maybe what maybe we'll get together with a virtual uh sort of pre-New Year's Eve with you all as well. So we'll yeah, talk about Patreon that. Action, maybe. We'll see. All right. Well, you guys, we love you. Thanks for listening. As always, we appreciate your support and that you get in touch and give us the greatest stories. And uh, it's awesome. So we will talk to you one last time in 2020 next week. And until then, you know what we say. Oh, Godspeed. And good tips. And good health. And I hope you're good boys and girls. Oh, I get some coals in your stocking. 2020 has been a goddamn lump of coal in the stocking. It's just one big lump of coal. But you know what? Pretty Pretty soon that coal could be a diamond. Who knows? It's the solstice. Okay, guys, we gotta go. There's planets (laughs) aligning. We can't talk about it, but that's it. Bye. Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Ho, ho, ho.